Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. If you'd like to listen without adverts, read episode transcripts, or listen to extra bonus episodes, please check the description for more details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. I think it's time. I think today is the day that I'd like to tell you um, my plans, I guess. Uh, so I've mentioned this a couple of episodes, a couple of times in the past. Um, and I said that I've got some news to tell you. But I wouldn't tell you what it was just yet. But my appointment is getting closer and closer, so I feel like now is a good time to tell you. Okay, I'm going to get married. Or maybe I should say I'm going to try to get married, because it's not actually a, such an easy thing to do. It's not straightforward. So I had a rough plan um, to get married in 2020. Um, but coronavirus happened, so that didn't go ahead at all. And as regular listeners to this podcast will know, um, my girlfriend is Japanese and Japan is completely locked down at the moment to tourists. Um, so I can't enter the country and I can't even enter the country to get married. But uh, it is possible for my girlfriend to come to England um, so we could get married. And she's been very busy, so that's been delayed. Uh, you know, that idea has been delayed quite a while. Um, but she was able to find another route to go down, another way to try and get married. And this way, to me, seems really, really odd. And this is something that you definitely can't do in England, but it seems to be that you can do this in Japan. It seems to be the case. So it's like it's a marriage where 
there's no ceremony. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no wedding, really. Um, and it's just, I sign a piece of paper and she signs a piece of paper and then we're married. Now, I'm, I'm not even going to be in Japan. She will be in Japan. I will be in England and we'll get married. How weird is that? So it's like, it's like remote marriage. It's like working from home. It's like marriage from home. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. And still, it sounds so unbelievable to me that this can actually happen. But apparently, it can. Um, this is fine, like in Japanese law. This is okay. Um, in England, this is not the case. In England, you need to have like a witness. You need to, I think you need to have a minimum of minimum of two witnesses to your marriage, to people who are actually seeing it uh, take place. Um, and I'm pretty sure that both of you have to be in the same room at the same time you're getting married. That is that's like the normal thing to do uh, over here. So yeah, this is um, this is a really interesting thing to try. This is not the way that I imagined I'd get married in the future. Um, but it's it's unique, I suppose. Not many people, I'm sure. I mean, if this works out, not many people can say like, yeah, I, I got married and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go to my own wedding. I didn't even leave the house. How weird. So um, this Friday, I have an appointment at the register office. Um, to get this thing known as a CNI, this document known as a CNI, which stands for Certificate of No Impediment, which sort of means it's, I guess it's a bit like saying this person can get married because they are not married. Um, so you're free to get married. But the whole thing is really complicated. I've, before now, before this appointment was booked, I've been in touch with the Japanese embassy in London. I've been in touch with the British embassy in Tokyo. Um, and I've been in touch with a couple of different registry offices, uh, the, Nas the national registry office and my local registry office. And, and by the way, a registry office just keeps loads of records and deals with stuff like marriages and births and deaths and that kind of thing. Um, and it seems to me that no one really understands this at all. Oh, and I should say also, uh, of course, my girlfriend has been in touch with her like local council, her town hall, uh, local authority, um, asking questions as well. But it seems that no one really understands it. And for so long, I've been getting responses like, oh, um, we can't help you with that. Maybe you should try the Japanese embassy in London. And then you contact them and they say, oh, um, we can't do that for you. Maybe you should contact the, the British embassy in Tokyo. And you end up just going round and round in this loop and then trying to explain like, no, no, no. Um, this person said this and maybe you can do this. And oh, it's long. It's a long and complicated process. And uh, when I was trying to book this appointment that I have at the register office um, this Friday, the, I, I was telling the person, can I have a CNI, please? And they said, okay, um, you know, who, who, 
what is the nationality of the person you're getting married to? And they said, oh, and they said, and I said, uh, Japanese. And they said, right, um, I don't think CNI is going to be good enough. You need oh, it's an affirmation, something called an affirmation. And I said, mm, yeah, I've, I've, I can't get an affirmation unless I actually go all the way to Japan. And you have to, <laughs> there's this other thing, there's this other way of like proving that you can get married, that you're not already married. And that's the affirmation. Or if, if you're religious, there's something called something like an, ah, I don't know, it's Latin probably, affidavit, I don't know, I can't remember, it's a strange word. Um, so anyway, I wanted the affirmation. And they explained, like, I have to go all the way to Tokyo to the, um, to the, what is it, the British Embassy in Tokyo to get an affirmation because someone has to sign it. This person, like the, the consular officer, or something like that, has to sign this thing for me. And I said, I can't go to Japan because it's locked down. Um, so this person said, mm, okay, like I'll, I'll try and find out for you if we can give you a CNI or not, and then I'll phone you back. So I waited and they said, yeah, okay, we'll we'll do, we'll, we'll give you a CNI, but to sort of suggested that they don't think it's actually going to work, which is weird. Because um, in the in the town hall in the in the, like the local local government the council um, of the place where my girlfriend lives, they actually got like a document out and like said this is what we need if your boyfriend is British and they had like a like a CNI from England like a British CNI as an example document, so they're like saying. We just need this, and it's all it's all good. It's okay, but then everyone in everywhere else says, "Nah, that's you can't use a CNI. You need an affirmation." And uh, even the even the, uh, the people at this register office where I'm going to get this uh, CNI from, they don't believe it's going to work, <laughs> but they'll give it to me if I pay them for it. Um, I think it's about it's thirty five pounds or something to get this certificate, and uh, I've also before then I've ordered a a copy of my birth certificate as well. And how much was that? Was that, I think it was £12 or £20 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an interesting experience. It's, I really hope it works out. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't work out. I think it will. But the fact that so many people seem to be so confused about this it's it, it does make you doubt a little whether it will work or not. Um, but certainly, I'll give it a go. And um, after I've been for my appointment, I'll let you know what it's like because I've never I've never been to a register office before. I don't I don't know what it's like. I have to take my passport and my birth certificate, and maybe one or two details about my girlfriend. But other than that, I don't know what they're going to ask me, like what questions I have to answer. So, um, yeah, that should be interesting. Okay, well, I guess that's it. That that was the, uh, that wasn't, actually, that wasn't all of the big news that I've been sitting on, that I have been keeping secret. There is one more thing, but um, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing that I did before and just tell you that there is news, but I'm not ready to tell you yet. 
And uh, is this news as big or bigger? I don't know. I guess it depends. I guess it depends how you look at it. But yeah, it's pretty big, I think. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know if this can work out or if it's not. So I'm going to leave it till it's looking a bit more certain. And I'm going to leave it till things are a bit more... Uh, what, like until they've been worked out a bit more, until I understand them a bit more, and then it will be easier for me to talk about it, I think. So, until then, I hope you have a lovely day. Bye-bye. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.